This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Yo, yo, people, what's going on? Fantasy football family. It's another week of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. Uh, we appreciate you, you know, giving us your ears, your time, uh, you know, here is Chop Up All Things Fantasy Football. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can also find our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. Uh, you know, this was a – it was – a mixed bag of, of football, I would say for sure. You either had like really, really trash uh, matchup, or <laughs> and then you have the rare good games. Um, but the, for, for the most part, like the teams that didn't belong, you could definitely, you definitely saw that that, that just, right away, right away, yeah. <laughs> they didn't waste no time. But to, you know, to the other hosts of the show, Ike, what's going on? How you feeling? You know, I, I know you saw our Cowboys. I might need yeah. to take that banner down behind me, but. No, I'm I all things considered, all things considered, obviously seeing the Cowboys lose uh, in dramatic fashion, uh, it's never easy. Well, kind of numb to it now at this point. Um, <laughs> before we go, before we go any further, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. Um, but yeah, it was just like you said, a mixed bag of, sh- you know, shitty playoff games. Uh, you know, it wasn't really, ex- it wasn't really exciting. There's a lot of blowouts. Um, mostly, mostly academic. You know, the teams that were supposed to win, they won, and the teams that were supposed to lose, they lost. Um, all of all the fa- all the favorites covered. All the favorites covered at home, except, except. for one team. <laughs> except for one team. Uh, you know, the you know we can we can we can I guess we can start there. The Cowboys, they just you know they they didn't they didn't show up. You know, at the end of the day, they didn't show up. Um, I know Mike McCarthy was actually in. You know, he did his post uh, season press conference or whatever today. And he said that the team was nervous at the oh. beginning of the game. Yeah, he said that. He said that he said he's so, you know, it was it was pretty much a, a you know, a, a, a tale of two teams. Right. You know, one, you know, one team nervous in the pregame. The other team had a big ass boom box walking out of the locker room. Yeah, so, you know, one team was ready to play. One team wasn't. And guess what happened? You know, the very first possession, the 49ers run game went right down the field and put put one in the end zone on this. Um that set the tone for the you know for what we were going to see and then the the ensuing possession, you know, the Cowboys got the ball first, three and out. You know, sack, you know, it was an incomplete pass. Uh it was a run and then it was a sack, punt. Um so that pretty much kind of set the tone for how, you know, the game was going to go and um you know, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel man, like we can't say enough about this guy. Like he continues to, you know, to be dominant. Um, 
it, it may it may sound kind of hyperbole, but I think he's the best player in the NFL. Just Ooh. the way that he's used, like the way that he's used. Just think about just think about how he's used and how much of a weapon that he is, and how on any given moment, any given you know down in distance, you know he gets the ball and he makes things happen. Um, you know he's an elite rusher of the ball, according you know, to PFF and uh, you know all the match, all the metrics that they have. You know broken tackles forced. I think he's number one. Um, you know he qualifies for a minimum amount of carries, but he's you know even better than Javante Williams, who breaks a lot of tackles. For, Denver, for the Denver Broncos. Um, I think he has like nine rushing touchdowns on the season. Um, and he didn't really start running the ball until what, week three, week three, week three, he had zero rushing yards. Um, and then after, from that point on, I mean, he's just been, you know, a, a very, very integral part of the 49ers run game. Um, and, you know, yeah, it, that, that kind of, that kind of continue. Best player in the league? He might be, man. Like, just think about like how he's used and just how how much he affects the game for for you know for that offense. Like, it, it it's it, it may be I may be taking a leap there, but man, like, it seems like every time he gets the ball, he it's it's either a house call, it's a it's a big gain, it's it's something he he makes it happen. He's electric with the ball in, in space and. Um, that one carry against the Cowboys where he was surrounded by like four defenders, he cut back and just we, you know, zoomed between both of our safeties for that touchdown yeah. run. Um, after that Dak interception, it was just it was a thing of beauty, man. Like, I, I, I was, I was obviously mad that he scored, but at the same time, I was in awe because of like, wow, that guy's yeah. that guy's uh, a force. That guy's a force. okay, so okay, so just to you know, since you, you since you think he's at least the best offensive weapon in the league. I'll, we might, be, might be, oh, okay. might be. I'm not. I'm not going to okay. say definitively, but I'm saying he might be. Like it's. It wouldn't be hyperbole to really just suggest that he's not. You okay. Know, so. so if hypothetically, if you're in a in a dynasty draft, how in terms of like wide receiver number or how many wide receivers you think will go that you would have go before him? Um, you would definitely take Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Um, probably Cooper Cup, and I mean, am I missing anybody? And outside yeah. of that, who, who else would you take ahead of him? So you'll take so you'll take Debo over uh, DK DK uh, Debo over AJ Brown. I think I would because because he okay. he does more. He's more versatile than both of them. And okay, um, you know, him over Tyreek. Oh, Tyreek Hill. I forgot about Tyreek Hill. Okay. I would probably take Tyreek Hill over him. But outside of that, like he'd be next up. Like he'd be probably okay. my my sixth receiver off sixth receiver off the board. Okay. I would say. Um, okay. Because you don't know what's going to happen with uh, with Russ next year. Tyler Lockett is still there, so he's still you know siphoning away targets away from you know DK Metcalf. Um, and as we've talked, we've talked about DK Metcalf over the course of the of the year and how he's kind of faltered down the stretch. But he did have that three touchdown game against the Lions a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. um, but again, you don't know what's happening with Russell Wilson. You don't know what's happening with that offense next year. Um, there's a lot of things that we have to that have to be sorted out in Seattle. But we know Debro's role is pretty is pretty pretty safe, pretty secure, and um, the way he's used, man, like it's just. It 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 wouldn't be it it's it's not really hyperbole to, to suggest that he's the he okay. could be the best okay. player in the league. I can I can get with you there. Um, yeah. One thing that really stood out to me in that in that Cowboys 49ers game was uh, the lack of create the create the lack of creativity in our in the Cowboys offense. Like uh, 
you didn't see, you know, early in the season, you would see like Lamb and Cooper. I mean, they would line up all over the formation. In this game, they pretty much like they both were lined up outside strictly almost. And you had strictly Cedric Wilson in the slot. I think it's uh, embarrassing. I saw, I saw CD. CD was in the slot. Um, how many times? 6.5%. He had four slot snaps and had 46 uh, snaps outside. Yeah, yeah. So he was outside yeah. running comeback routes and uh, stop routes and, you know, the, the, the Scott Linehan specials. Yeah. Go to the sticks. <laughs> just, just go to the sticks. Yeah, just go stop. to the sticks. But you, but you know what's so funny? So um, I was actually watching uh, NFL Live and they uh, broke down. They had Dan Orlowski break down uh, the Cowboys and what happened. And we were running this literally our offense turned into the Scott Littahan offense. Like we were like everybody knew that uh, once you saw those struggles because they knew we were a sticks team. Like we only ran like all our routes if we needed six yards. We run to the sticks and that was it. Like we couldn't yeah. challenge downfield. Um, you could tell in the in the play calling because Dak never threw down the field. Like he was only, I think he only had ten attempts past uh, twelve yards down the field. He only completed yeah. three of those. Uh, yeah. We never really challenged them at all. And San Francisco was, was one of the worst teams uh, defending passes over like fifteen yards. There, I think there were bottom five in the league. We made it we easy. Never, never made it easy yeah. to defend. We were easy to defend, and we're pretty. We've been pretty easy to defend over the second half of the season. Yeah. Um. You know, as as defense have kind of kind of caught on to uh, to Kellen Moore and his, you know, his how how he schemes the offense or like or in his lack of creativity. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it just allows them to kind of sit on the routes and, and not leave mm-hmm. any passing lanes open for Dak. Um, yeah. So it just yeah. it was just kind of a you know th- this game was kind of a microcosm of what we what we've been seeing and especially like, you know, not, not to mention the, the offensive line was pathetic. Uh, you know, they, they gave up a lot of interior pressures. Um, very, yeah. very undisciplined. I think we had, we, we had 14 total penalties and then half of them were pre-snap. Like yeah. that's, 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 that starts at the top. It's embarrassing. It's a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So just the, you talking about the offensive line play, uh, when we saw Joey Bosa get hurt, I don't know, but a lot of a lot of people don't know. So I have a half brother that's actually in the NFL, uh, Charles Aminihue, and he was traded from the Houston Texans to San Francisco. And if you noticed in that game, it, you saw hit the back of his jersey a lot because uh, they were abusing. He was abusing uh, Lyle Collins and and Tyron Smith. And I, it's funny. I text him after the game. I told him like, it hurt watching you uh, uh, damage our tackles like that. And he was just. <laughs> He was laughing because he said he was just like basically co-signing what Joey Bosa said. Like, we're not scared. Like, this like this is not really a hard matchup for us. And that's essentially what he said. He had two sacks. And he yeah. played – he played only – really only played a lot in the second half when Joey Bosa was gone. So, uh, yeah. you know, just – I know just to circle back, uh, to look at it – look at it at a fantasy perspective, I think Dallas – Dallas has a lot of questions this offseason – um, uh, so depending on how they answer those questions, I mean, this offense that, uh, where that people might be used to seeing the past couple of years, it might not look like this next year. Honestly, mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. So, uh, yeah. for a fantasy perspective, we definitely want to keep an eye on how they handle Gallup, how they handle Wilson, uh, Cedric Wilson, how they handle, uh, Saltz, how they handle the offensive line. 
is Kellen Morgan? Like, there's just a lot of questions uh, in the fantasy perspective for the Cowboys. And then for, 40, for the 49ers, I mean, well, real, really real, quick, anything, real, quick on, real quick on the Cowboys, one thing you're forgetting uh, Amari Cooper. Um, um, we save twenty. We save twenty million over twenty million dollars if we do cut him um, post and designate him as a post June first cut, um, and it'll be zero dead money. So um, that's a decision that you know that's another big decision that we have on our hands in terms of who to keep because outside of Lamb and Cedric Wilson, I mean, we don't our, all of our wide receivers are pretty much you know up. It's up. Their statuses are up in the air. It's, yeah. it's something to keep yeah. an eye on. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is obviously his role is safer, at least in the next couple of years. And um, if, if something were to happen to all the other receivers, he'd be obviously the number one. You would, you would, at least you would hope to, you would hope that he's the number one guy. Right. So yeah. um, that that's probably one of our bigger question marks um, in the off season um, related to our receivers and our pass catchers. Yeah. And then on the San Francisco side, I mean, everything's pretty locked. Um, assuming that, Elijah Moore still keeps his role. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell keeps his role, even though uh, they drafted, uh, you know, Sermon higher, even though he he keeps being DMP'd. Um, young, 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 healthy scratch. Yeah, young, healthy, healthy scratch. scratch himself. <laughs> uh, the only really question they have is, do they do they roll with Jimmy G for another year, or do they, you know, turn it over to the Trey Trey Lance? But again, we'll see once you know once next year rolls around and we get more questions to more answers to those questions. Yeah. Um, the next game, uh, I guess we, sh- we can touch on really quick because it wasn't much was the Eagles and Bucks. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts looks, he looked lost. Like he just didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, yeah. The play calling was bad. Uh, I, I, uh, what's his name? Devon- Devonta Smith only saw two tar- targets in the first half. He didn't really get going to the fourth quarter after the game was pretty much over. Uh, the run game was nothing. Um, so the only thing that sh- the only thing that showed up on the offensive side of the ball was Dallas Goddard. Uh, he finished yeah. with six for ninety two. He should have had more than that. Uh, he dropped a wide open pass, I think, in the he, he second drop, quarter. Yep, yep, yeah, went right through his hands. Quarter. Yeah, right through his hands. Uh, a couple bad balls from from Jalen, but uh, he had a twenty eight percent target share, but um, ran. Almost 75% of his routes in the slot. So uh, definitely something to look forward to for him, at least next year. Uh, I, I, we saw we saw the GM uh, co-sign Jalen. He earned a right to be the starter in 2022. Still, don't, I don't know what that means. That, that could be one game, and then they yeah. just go somewhere else. We don't know how, what they're going to do with their draft pick. So it's definitely definitely something to keep an eye on for that. Yeah, they have they have picks uh, fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen in in the draft uh, this 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 upcoming year. Um, you know, on paper, yeah, it looks great. It looks great that they have all those picks, but you know, you still have to hit on them. You still have to do something with them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can pick all the you can pick all the players you want. You can acquire whatever asset you want with them, but it it just matters what they do on the field. Um, yeah. And and until we see that, I mean, because you know, a lot of teams have had a lot of assets over the last several years, but it hasn't exactly panned out. The way they yeah. wanted to, you know, you know the Raiders, uh, the, the the Browns, um, you know, the, the Dolphins, just kind of name name a couple of teams. Um, they haven't really had that much success uh, over the last several years, having a lot of assets, a lot of picks. So you got to hit on them. That's the most important thing. Um, yeah. And then on on the Tampa Bay side, I mean, it was just pretty. It's pretty easy for for Brady and Evans and Gronk. I mean, those are the three guys that you know 
that that are going to make that offense go. But you know, um, the run game was pretty uh, was pretty nice. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn had a pretty good game. I think he had, I think he had a touchdown. I think over fifty yards yeah. rushing. Um, I think his rushing prop was like forty six and a half, and he was well. Yeah. Over, I think he was over that in the first half. Yeah, the, the third quarter. Um, so that's probably one. That's I mean, if I I, I didn't know uh, Leonard Fournette was going to be out because um, by the time we did our props. We were under the assumption that Leonard Fournette was going to play, mm-hmm. and Keyshawn Vaughn was going to be there. But and um, then I think on Saturday, Friday was it Friday? They Friday or Saturday? They, they, yeah, no, it was Friday. They they did not they decided not, decided not to activate him. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, and then you know Mike Evans, who, Brady was just throwing to him early and often, and that was the only yeah. you know big you know viable receiver he had and we thought that he was going to see a lot of shadow coverage from Darius Slay but I, I was watching the game and he wasn't really tracking him Mm-mm. Darius Slay I think was just on one side of the field and they just kept moving yeah. Evans around um, yeah. getting him open against their backup you know their their second string corners and he was just tearing him up um, that, I think on the touchdowns like a 38 yard touchdown he did he did like a deep uh, a deep over route and I think he stuttered a little bit and mm-hmm. just put the DB in a blender uh, Stutter stepped a little bit and put the DB in a blender and just did a flip into the end zone, which was yeah. awesome. I like I like seeing the Eagles get styled on. Um, if, if the Cowboys aren't doing it, I like the, I like the, I like seeing the Eagles get styled on by the teams because it's it, it just brings a lot of joy to my heart. Um, and then of course Gronk had a touchdown as well. He got his five catches. I wish he got over five catches so I can hit that prop. But we'll take yeah. the push. We'll take the push. Um, you know, it didn't didn't hurt me. Didn't you know? Didn't hurt me too too bad. Um, but you know the Eagles Bucks. I mean that was just it was a mismatch from start to finish. The Eagles were never in that game. It was thirty-one oh. to nothing at one point. So uh, yeah, they just you know they 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 built, they looked like they didn't. Even, the Eagles looked like they didn't even belong in the playoffs. No, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> so, no. No. Um, and you know speaking of teams that looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs, like how about New England, man? Like, <laughs> ooh, Jesus. They 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 got blitzed by by the Josh Allen uh, Bills Mafia train quick uh, really quick. quick really quick made quick work of them uh, forty seven to seventeen was the final score it was the hell the score wasn't even indicative of how how much of a beatdown that really was no um, you know Josh Allen in those in those conditions twenty one of twenty five for three hundred yards and five touchdowns and he had sixty six yards on the ground. Like that is literally like video game type numbers. You turn you like you 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 put on Madden and then you you turn all the uh you turn all the settings down to Damn. like you know the, like the weather like the weather like the weather settings and yeah. your quarterback <laughs> still just just tears it up. It doesn't matter. Um, he's just like a cheat code. He's like as closest to like a, a you know a cheat code as, as as there is at least right now the way he's playing. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think it was five touchdowns and. Two obviously he threw two to Dawson Knox and then mm-hmm. the other he, threw, he even threw a touchdown to a lineman to yep. put the cherry on top. They were yeah. beating they were beating the Patriots so bad they started throwing dildos on the field. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> but their thing. They do they that's their thing in Buffalo. They throw dildos on the field. It's weird. But I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that yeah. until I saw. It. I was like, oh, that, is that is that something that yeah. they've been doing? Or I I had no idea. I literally had no idea. Yeah. Um, for a fantasy perspective, I mean, if you're looking ahead, trying to figure out uh, in terms of when we talk about underdog, it's going to be a little tricky. Well, yeah, it might be a little tricky because they rotated six different wide receivers, mainly five. Uh, majority of them, I think all of them, but uh, Diggs had, I think, five targets. Everybody else had three to four targets. Uh, Beasley was the only one that only had one. He ran the least amount of routes. Um, so, 
just something to keep your eye on. Um, yeah, only twenty five. Only twenty five pass attempts, like in three hundred yards, like yeah. that is maximum efficiency. Yeah. You won't have you yeah. won't have too many games like that. You'll have more volume, especially this week when they play the, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'll, they'll have to be throwing a lot more. They'll be in Kansas City, um, and that game is going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be back and forth, and I feel like whoever has the last possession, uh, whoever whoever has the ball last, will probably end up winning the game. Um, that, yeah. that that's the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Yeah, um, Bills and Chiefs, because you know we, uh, you know you you remember you look back to last year the AFC Championship game and uh, Stephon Diggs. You know there was that shot of Stephon Diggs. You know uh, looking at looking you know being an onlooker to the Chiefs uh, Championship uh, trophy uh, celebration, um, and they've been chomping at the bit to to get back to this uh, to get to get back to this yeah. point and get, get some, week, extract some revenge. Five, remember week five they got their first dose of revenge where they played that uh, Sunday night game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen destroyed them, um, but we'll—I mean, we'll see. This is definitely right. going to be a matchup we want to see. On yeah, this the is the, this side, is the this is the moment. Yeah, yeah. On the pass side, there wasn't really much to see. The game was over before halftime. I stopped watching. I know they got a couple <laughs> touchdowns, but it didn't matter. Uh, the offense just didn't just didn't do anything, man. The first half, they just—they look. I don't know. They just look like they were just too cold. Like look like look like uh, Matt Jones was too cold to be out there, but. You know, um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anything changes next year. They they do need to bring in some weapons, but for the most part, Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne played pretty well um, this season. He did. He was he pretty. Did, he, was a, he was a pretty good pickup. Um, one of the better phrases pickups at wide receiver um, this past offseason. That, that was probably, that must him picking up his play what happened in the second half because I didn't see him in the first. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He had two touchdowns uh, too. I mean, two garbage time touchdowns, yeah, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean. Yeah. He was the only receiver that was actually balling out. And then I will also keep a note that we didn't see much Damian Harris because when the game got out of hand, uh, they didn't need his services anymore. So we did see a lot more Stevenson because he can catch the ball. So yeah, uh, just keep in mind uh, next year when they, they're probably they're going to have both running backs, so uh, they're going to be split in work. So just keep that in mind when you're when you when you're drafting running backs and you start looking at those Patriot running backs. Just know that they're going to be. Cannibalizing each other. Yeah. Uh, another game that was not good was the Rams Cardinals game. Uh, I don't even. There's really nothing to say about this one because yeah. Kyler looked like he was. He just didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah, he looked lost. Looked like he never played quarterback before in his life. Yeah, it was um, like I think that one was the saddest quarterback performance, honestly. And there was a lot of bad ones. Yeah. But that one, I think that one was the worst. He definitely looked like he didn't know. Where he was at, how important the game was, play calling was just as bad. But Jesus, I, oh, and he threw that—he threw that awful interception <laughs> on the goal line. You know, um, Booger McFarland, and we we always give him crap about a lot um, of the stuff that he says, but he said something very, you know, like very, very fitting. He said, "What in the Carson Wentz was that?" Yeah, and it, it couldn't have it couldn't have encompassed like uh, it, I couldn't I couldn't have you know come up with a better description myself. That was a no. pathetic, ter- pathetically, you know, awful interception, awful interception. Yeah. Um, it was funny is that he got away with those plays during the season, so maybe he just maybe he thought he was going to be saved. But uh, like yeah. I said, there's really nothing to be said about uh, on their end. Uh, you know, I think yes. we, won't, we won't see AJ. AJ was on one year deal, so we won't see him next year. We'll see what they do with Ertz. Uh, they might bring back. Hopefully, they bring back Connor and maybe draft another running back. Yeah, uh, Connor. Off- 
Yeah, Connor and um, Connor and Edmonds are both free agents this year, so it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see who they decide to keep. Um, yeah, maybe they'll keep both. Maybe they'll just keep one and then draft another yeah. guy, like you said. But um, that that backfield is is kind of up in the air. Um, so yeah. you're, if you have if you're holding any of those guys in in, in a dynasty league, um, you're definitely hoping that their situation, you know, one one leaves, and you know, basically paving the way for the other one to have a primary back role. Yeah. Um, so that that just that situation remains to be seen. And just real quick on the um, on the Rams, uh, Stafford he wasn't asked to do much. I think he threw like nope. seventeen passes. Seventeen passes. Game manager. Yeah. Game managing. Um, he threw. Some, he, had, he had some pretty. He had some pretty nice passes um, in the game. Threw a deep ball dip to Van Jefferson, a deep ball to Pecan Makers, a deep ball down down the sideline to Odell Beckham, um, who scored who scored a touchdown again. Yeah, another you know, another touchdown. Another one. Uh, and he threw a forty-yard pass. Um, yeah. No, that's so. So he threw the pass to Cam Akers. No, sorry about that. Yeah. No, it wasn't Stafford. Stafford actually underthrew Cam Akers on a deep ball, but um, Odell Beckham found him for a, like a forty-yard game down the sideline. And Cam Akers, yeah. man, like still back back from that Achilles. <laughs> no, I don't even know what to say. It, even, it literally doesn't make any sense to me. So and he looked explosive as ever. And <laughs> it doesn't oh, make man. sense, man. Yeah, I, I, he just his his comeback is just is 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 awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I mean that there's really not much to to, to add. Yeah. Um, and then also not much to add. Chiefs and Steelers. Nope. <laughs> Big oh. Ben, his, his, you know his his final NFL game, a fitting four point nine yards per, per pass attempt. I mean that's pretty much what we've seen all season from him. So we. Jim came know, back. Yeah, and then and then Mahomes took a lot of the you know the the negative stuff personally, three hundred <laughs> yards, four hundred yards, four hundred yards and five touchdowns. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I think he had twenty. He was twenty three of twenty four for two hundred twenty yards and four touchdowns on throws under two point five seconds of release time. So he was just he he was dropping back. He knew where he wanted to throw the ball, and that yeah. was it. Um, yeah. Kelsey and Tyreek uh, did their thing. Um. Jarek McKinnon, Spark X God. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody nope, had him. No nope, props. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> Hell no. Nah, nah, touchdown that, and 61 Jeez. yards rushing. And, you know, uh, Daryl Williams had a toe injury. He only had one carry for four yards. And um, CEH had a shoulder injury. Like, yeah. uh, just real quick on CEH, he's literally been like the fourth best running back on his own team this year. Yeah, I, <laughs> or he's I, third. I third fourth running back on this team. Yeah, back. I don't know what it's gonna. Once we, you know, we get a little more clarity. Once we get in the off season, maybe we might know what to do with them right now. You're just gonna have to hold on. If you sell them, you're not gonna get shit. So you ain't get nothing from him. For him, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, just hold it, hold and 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 hope. That's all you can do. Hold and hope, man. Hold, hold um, and hope. Does the guys around him find other jobs somewhere else? Because. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the last game, the Raiders and Bengals, um, this was at first it was going to get it, it looked like it was going to get ugly. But the Raiders, you know, just kind of found a way to, you know, hold the to Bengals to field goals instead of touchdowns. And, you know, the kind of cardiac card kind of kept his crackpot crack car, kept his uh, his team in it to the very end <laughs> somehow, some way. But um, yeah. the one thing that that came out was obviously Jamar Chase. Uh, they didn't have Casey Hayward following him. They they had Casey following Higgins, which was a little weird to me because Higgins came in with a, a little slight injury. So yeah. when they saw that, they were just like, okay, well, you're just going to get a lot of uh, chase abuse. And that's basically what happened. Like, 
Trufant and and Payson, uh, they, I mean, they got put they got put on a billboard, man. Like every time <laughs> they turned around and saw the ball get thrown, it was Chase. Like yeah. he had thirty eight, he had a thirty eight percent target share, which is the highest that he had the whole season was in that game. Uh, yeah. That's something that you want to see when it's playoff time. You get the ball to your players, like to so your number one you know, guy. It's it's it's, it's really that simple, you know. <laughs> really that simple. I, I wish I wish some some people in Dallas would understand that. Um, especially that guy that we deemed as a as an offensive innovative genius, scheming all this bullshit stop routes. And I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to go on another tangent and get pissed off again. Yeah, so let's yeah, let's yeah, continue. Let's bring, with the case. <laughs> let's, let's bring it back. For Las Vegas, uh, you know, you saw Winfro. He did he did a little bit of work, eight for fifty-eight. You saw Waller. He he did what he could, seven for seventy-six. Even Zay Jones again looked pretty good, five for sixty-one in the touchdown. Um, them going and then uh, you know Josh Jacobs. He looked good uh, moments, thirteen to eighty-three uh, rushing. But they, I mean, they went away from running the ball obviously because they got down. Uh, couple scores, yeah. Pretty couple scores. Uh, main, I think uh, for Las Las Vegas, they're, they're going to have questions. They they're going to have to answer themselves on the offensive side of the ball, like getting another wide receiver because uh, you know Edwards just ain't it for them for whatever reason. I think Zay Jones is on a, a <laughs> Brian. I'm a Brian Edwards truther man. Yeah, but this, it yeah, kind of hurts to say that he's uh, yeah, he's, he's he's underwhelmed that, his first two NFL yeah, seasons. He's on that Nikhil Harry uh, diet, man. Well, I mean, he's actually shown more than Nikhil Harry ever did. So at least that's, I mean, that's not really saying much, though. Right? No, that's not saying much. <laughs> not really saying much, but. No. Uh, um, yeah, they're definitely going to figure, they need to figure that out. They also need to figure out what they're going to do with Carr. You know, they're looking for a, a coach and a GM. So we'll see what the next regime wants to do with them. So, and then, um, you know, on the Bengals side, I mean, all systems go, everybody's back, you know. Uh, Higgins going to be another week healthier, so maybe you might see more of him versus the Titans. Uh, you know, Boyd is going to do his thing. Um, and like I said, we saw what Chase was going to do. Um, and then, you know, Burrow, he, I mean, he did his thing. He didn't have to do too, too much. Yeah. You know, 23, 23, 34, 24, 34 for what, 244 and two touchdowns. So, yeah. um, and, and he then, just do you know, the ball to Jamar Chase. That's it. Yeah, basically. You know, all right. So now we're gonna get to you know talking about uh, underdog. I know last week we talked about underdog and kind of the the format and kind of strategy. Again, you know, uh, they have a second chance gauntlet and a, a mitten for the folks that didn't make it through the first time. Like I can say for myself uh, and myself as well. Yeah, I think the one thing I can take away from uh, this the super wild card is that I, I was a little overweight on bye week players. And basically, all the all the uh, tournaments I was in, if you didn't have a combination of Josh Allen and and, and Singletary or Dawson Knox, uh, you didn't just didn't advance. And I didn't have I just didn't have exposure to them in in that in that way. So um, yeah. you know we don't have the bye, we don't have the bye week. So now it's pretty much. You know, you pick who you think is going to go to the Super Bowl. You stack them up if you want to do it that way or, you know, uh, there's other ways to do it. But what were you going to say, Ari? Yeah, no, you said it best, man. Um, you know, you, if you had, you know, if you had any kind of combination of the Bills or you had, if we had the Bills or the Chiefs um, or if you had, uh, I don't know, if you if you had maybe a couple of uh, a couple of Rams or 
Um, if you had Jamar Chase, you know, you, you, you'd be, you'd be in pretty good shape right now. Um, I know at least the way that I, the way that I had mine, um, I approached it as if it was going to be best ball for the entire postseason, as opposed to just round by round. Um, if I did round by round, I'd be sitting pretty, I'd I'd be sitting, um, in a pretty, in a pretty good spot right now because I'd still have Tannehill playing this weekend. I have, you know, I have Aaron Jones, I have Sony Michelle, I have, Elijah Mitchell, and then I have Cooper Cup, I have A.J. Brown, George Kittle, um, Gabriel Davis, and T. Higgins. So that team right now would be, you know, would, would be competing for like a top spot. But since, you know, I, 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 played, I played against guys that had Josh Allen, guys that had Devin Singletary, and, and, and then the mm-hmm. Chiefs offense, uh, your, your chances are pretty screwed. Your, your chances are pretty, uh, you know, non-existent, <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, and like Gene said, you know, you have a second chance and, um, a lot of the strategy is kind of similar. Just who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? Um, and stacking is important. If you think, um, the Green Bay Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl, Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams and, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like that's, that, that's a perfect stack. Um, Burrow and Chase, uh, Mahomes and Hill, uh, Josh Allen and Diggs or Josh Allen and Dawson Knox. You know, these are, these are stacks that you can, you know, that you could look to target, that you could look to go after. Um, you know, while you're you're building your um, your underdog teams um, to see who's going to go to the Super Bowl, just whoever you have yeah. the most confidence in. Um, don't be afraid to to be overweight on some of those guys. And if you take a swing and miss, then hey, at least your process was right, or at least your thought process was right in terms of who you thought was going to go all the way. Or if you want to have a little balance, like if you want to have you know a small stack, and then you can have uh, you know a, an elite running game, like. Or elite running back like Derrick Henry, or if you want to have um, you know Aaron Jones with his touchdown upside and his ability to break a long run, you can do that as well. Um, maybe stack Brady and Evans, and then run it back with you know maybe Aaron Jones, and then have you know uh, Odell Beckham as one of your other flex spots, or some or some some combination of that. Just depending on how the draft falls, that's kind of a similar yep. way that I would kind of approach it. Yep, this is just a good way of us saying that we went oh, we went oh for. Oh, four in uh <laughs> in our in our 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 first week of our wild card uh, gauntlet teams, but yeah. like we said they have a second chance for you to redeem yourself. I'm definitely gonna be trying to redeem myself. Uh, another th- uh, one thing, just to make sure that you when you're trying to figure out who you want to go go with, just make sure that whatever that you want to go out and like you know visually see the bracket. And pick the teams who you think are going to advance, and that will definitely help you in terms of like your roster build. So, like, if you don't believe that, you know, if, let's say the Titans, if you just don't believe that they're going to make it to the second round, don't like, draft any of them. They're going to be one of the, you. Don't have to draft any of them. Or if you're confident, they're like, hey, I think Derek Henry will not only play, but he's going to get his re- regular workload, uh, and we know what he can do in the playoffs. Then you can spend. You can spend. Uh, a pick on him because you know you're going to get an output that you might not get from from said player that you might drop draft in the back end that might play that might potentially play three games and might not even equal the one game total that Derrick Henry is going to potentially get. So yeah. I also want to keep that in mind. And then, yeah, and also, then we're going to yeah, just real quick. Yeah, I was going to say um, yeah. I'm also I was going to post my a couple of my teams um, as I draft them um, later on in the week, just so you guys can see oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, some of some of the logic that I'm going to um, be used you know using um, to to for these roster builds. 
But sorry, go ahead. I'm going to do the same. But I was going to say that, again, you want to also keep in mind of some of these teams, if you understand how the the functionality of their offense. So, like, I use Tennessee. So, we already – they know we know they're a very condensed offense. It's either going to be Henry, A.J., or Julio. uh, And that's pretty much it. So, um, you could look – I mean, if you know they're condensed like that – you could I mean, you could very well stack Tannehill and, and and AJ or Henry and and AJ, or you could take Henry and Tannehill. But again, like we said, like if you're not confident that they're they're not going to play more than one game, then you don't have to you don't have to do that. Uh, and then and then just another just conversely, like if you're not confident they're they're not if you're not confident they're going to play more than one game, but let's say that one game they do play. You know, it's a it's a wild shootout, and they just go off. Like, mm-hmm. let's say AJ Brown has like ten catches, one hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns. That'll still help you in the week, and you yeah. know that that'll still help you in that week. Um, and then just yeah. make sure you have like a backup plan, and with your other flex spots, um, yeah. make sure you draft well and, and kind of spread it around. You know, amongst amongst your other flex spots, and then you you should yeah. still be in good in pretty good shape. Um, yeah, so you, you, can, you, can, still, you can still be less confident in in some of these people that are not advancing, but hey, you may get a lot of points along the way. Um, yeah. Before ten roster spots, so you can you can be creative with the ten. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I've one one draft I did see, I, I did I did have already done. Um, since there's only eight teams left, uh, it would be a little weird to the draft two quarterbacks. You might not want to waste two spots on two quarterbacks unless unless you really think that the you're picking late. If you're getting a quarterback late, then I I can understand that because the later you pick is obviously going to be a quarterback that you might not be as confident in. Like let's say you wait and you get Jimmy G, then you yeah. probably, you probably want to try and get like 10 Hills probably going to be the other quarterback left out there or, or maybe, maybe Stafford. So that would be the times where you probably want to double up on a quarterback outside of that. If you, I mean, I don't see a reason unless, unless you, you think you're, you know, you're running backs and you're in your uh, wide receivers slash tight ends or, are so so solid that you you can still not double up on a quarterback as such. So yeah, um, you got anything else in, in terms of underdog? No, um, I mean I think that's it. I mean honestly, like just you know just be mindful of you know just you know who who do you who do you think is going to advance? Ultimately, it's it's yeah. about who do you think is going to advance, and just you know kind of use that and build that into your logic, and then. Uh, and then hopefully you can uh, you know make some money in advance um, to the next yeah. round. Yeah, and also keep in mind of the uh, you know the over unders. Uh, so like for instance, all these games are pretty much at at forty seven up to fifty three and a half. Fifty three and a half is obviously I mean, high scoring games. Bills and, yeah, Bill, Bills and Chiefs. So these are going to be decently scored games for the most part. So uh, also keep that in mind when you when you're building your rosters. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, now we're talking about props. I know last week all my, my props uh, pissed the bed. They, they, they weren't ready for prime time. Um, you know, but the uh, process was right. The process. Yeah, was the right. process was right. Just you know, those games, those games just got out of hand. Got out of hand for uh, for uh, Damian Harris and um, and uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, yeah. For Derek Carr, uh, he he was able to you know make a lot of plays that I didn't think he was going to be able to make. So. Uh, you know, and then I know for yours, yours. I mean, you went basically perfect. You pushed on the on the uh, pushed on the Gronk. The Gronk. Yeah, yeah, I went two zero oh, and one, and I hit the bonus with, with Cedric 
Boston's over 39 yeah. and a half. Well, so. I, I guess I hit that one because I was gonna play. I was gonna play that one too. So at least I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got that one. That one was that one was uh, a no brainer in my opinion. But yeah. you know, it's a new week. You know, we're not. Maybe we'll uh, we'll be we'll be ready to go. So my props that I picked. Uh, my first one is uh, Tyler Tyler Higby tied in for the Rams over 39 and a half uh, receiving yards versus Tampa Bay. Uh, we just saw Temple Bay get abused by uh, by uh, Dallas Goddard, and Dallas Goddard was pretty much the main target uh, for the Eagles. They knew they were going to go to him, and they still couldn't really stop him. Uh, yeah. Temple Bay is the 11th friendliest uh, to the uh, tight end position. Uh, we did uh, see this matchup earlier in the season, uh, week three. Uh, Tyler Higby went five for 40. Uh, which is, which would be right above that, and then also the last five weeks, Tyler Higby is, is averaged. I think he's averaged over thirty nine and a half um, receiving yards per game. So uh, I think that mixed with like them having to pay attention to all the other weapons on the field, I think they'll they'll leave Tyler Higby in some in some spots to be open and and be able to to reach the that receiving mark. Yeah. Um, my second one. Is Dawson Knox, tight end of the Buffalo Bills, 39, over, over 39 and a half receiving yards, also versus K- Kansas City. Uh, week five, we saw we saw Buffalo beat uh, K- Casey down, and a lot of that was, uh, you know, Dawson Knox just wide open. He went Middle three. of the field was wide open. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember watching that game. I was like, wow. Yeah. They cannot cover that the Sunday night field. game. Yeah. Yep. That Sunday night game was crazy. Uh, three for 117 and a touchdown. Um, uh, last week we saw him go five for 89 and two touchdowns. KC uh, is in the middle of the pack and defending the tight end position. Uh, the one area of the for that team that they struggled with, I think, in their secondary was was their safeties covering uh, the middle of the field. I think outside they've been they've been really really solid, uh, but the middle of the field they they've struggled. So I think Dawson Knox. Uh, We'll be able to to uh, take advantage of that, and again with this with this team, they got a lot of various weapons to uh, pay attention to, uh, and I think they'll leave Dawson Knox one on one with like the Honey Badger, and he dwarfs over him, so I, he, yeah. I think he'd be able to to, to reach this mark also. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one, same game, Pat Mahomes over seventeen and a half uh, rushing yards versus Buffalo. Oh, man, uh, Pat Mahomes. Easy. Yeah, Pat Mahomes has averaged 22 uh, rush yards per game for the season. Uh, when they played uh, in week five, he had eight rushes for 61 yards. And then last week he had three for 29 versus Pittsburgh. Um, so, I, and yeah. And I think one of the one of the props that I know, uh, Ray, when you hear him talk about props on on the wake up, on his wake up shows. Quarterback it's, rushing it's yards. Quarterback props. Yeah, quarterback rushing yards have been – a smash if you've really been paying attention to it. So yeah. uh, I think this I think this one's a, definitely an easy one to get. Yeah, I'm gonna put that one in right after right after the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got I got three props for this week. My first one, um, I think this is gonna be my favorite one. Just gonna go back to the Debo Samuel well over over a half a touchdown. So basically betting on him to score a touchdown. Um, he has nine rushing touchdowns on the season. He has seven rush TDs that are of at least 10 yards, which is the most in the NFL and six mm-hmm. and you know, green Bay has been pretty spotty against the run since week 10. They're 27, the rush DVOA 27, the rush EPA per play. They're 32nd in rush 
success rate and they're 32nd in explosive runs allowed. And explosive runs are 10 plus uh, yards, uh, rush, uh, 10 plus yard runs. Uh, so, you know, Debo Samuel has a rush t- rushing touchdown in seven of his last nine games. And, and overall, he's a touchdown in eight of his last nine games. So he's a touchdown machine. Um, he has oh, he has 15 touchdowns on the season. This is a pretty easy smash for me. Uh, Debo Samuel over half a touchdown without without a doubt. Um, my next one is George Kittle over 45 and a half receiving yards. Um, mm. On one hand, you're saying, hey, look, you know, George Kittle only has 89 yards in four career playoff games. So, you know, why are you taking this prop? Well, um, first the Packers, he has three career games versus the Packers. He has three, he has 17 catches and 251 yards and a touchdown um, against, you know, against the Packers in three career games. So, and I think he's due for, a, and for an explosion game because you did see, you know, in the middle of the season, those back-to-back games over, over, over 150 yards um, in, in 10 catches. Um, so he's more than capable of exploding at any given moment in time. And they're going to have to, you know, potentially pass more um, to keep up with Green Bay's offense. Um, so I, I like this um, over prop for George Kittle. I think he's, I think this is a, um, a, a bounce back, get right spot for him. 45 and a half receiving yards seems kind of low for him, especially if he's, you know, with his explosive nature and his ability to get, you know, over a hundred yards at any given moment in time. I like this. I like, uh, I like this prop a lot. And then finally I have Josh Allen over 275 and a half passing yards versus the chiefs. Um, in the last meeting, he did torch them for 315 yards and three touchdowns on that Sunday night, as we um, previously discussed. And then last week, he had 300, um, 300 yards and five touchdowns on only 25 pass attempts. That pass volume is going to go up. I'm not, I don't know about the efficiency, but um, I think he can easily clear 275 yards because they're they should be um, passing um, the ball more since they are uh, road underdogs against the Chiefs. Um, so I, I like this. I like this um, number a lot for Josh Allen. Because he's been on fire yeah. as of late, and um, you know, Kansas City will have their hands full with those weapons in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I need a uh, like a couple of these, and I like, I like some of these. Now, yeah. now looking at it, yeah, uh, you know, this is the end of the show. Uh, Ike, you got anything else for us before we uh, get up out of here? Yeah, um, just you know, good luck to everyone that is that are complete. You know, come you know, uh, joining these uh, these playoff contests, especially you know, on underdog, you have another chance to to kind of right your wrongs from last week. I know we have some uh, some wrongs to right, and we're gonna definitely correct our mistakes and get better at this. Um, and hopefully, we come out on top this this week. And um, if you're playing in any other DFS platforms like DraftKings or anything like that. Um, you know, just a lot of these, you know, same principles apply, you know, stacking is really important. Or if you're just doing like a one game slate or, you know, captain showdown or whatever the case may be, um, you know, just make sure you, you know, you kind of follow some of these, um, some of these, uh, steps and you'll, you, you should be successful. There's a lot of good games to choose from a lot of high scoring games this this weekend. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Rams, Bucks, probably gonna be high scoring chiefs, uh, chiefs, bills, tight, uh, uh, Titans, Titans, and Bengals all going to be high scoring. So I'm looking forward to it for, to a lot of these games. Um, yeah, yeah. There's opportunities. Too, there. There's opportunities. Yeah, there. yeah. I think all of these games should be much closer. I mean, spread wise, they look much closer than last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at the matchups, I think they should be much closer. So hopefully, yeah, all the should. favorites. Hopefully, all the favorites don't win again. Well, <laughs> that, that's not true. All favorite. All the favorites didn't win except for one. No. Team. Yeah, set one. Sad, sad, sad. I definitely need to take this banner down, but um, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, once we, you know, it's good to talk about uh, different types of strategies you now and how we sh- switched over to underdog trying to keep people engaged uh, once the season's over. I know we're going to definitely dive into, uh, you know, team situations and, and future outlooks for their fantasy, uh, for the fantasy season. So, you know, you know, stick with us and uh, we'll have some some heat for y'all uh, these coming up weeks. So until yes, then, you know, you can catch us uh, again on on uh, on Twitter, our, our official Twitter handle at off the line FF. You can find me at uh, Fantasy Genes, that's G-E-N-E-S. You can find Ike at just under uh, just underscore Ike 9 on Twitter also. Uh, you can, you know, find us on, on YouTube to see our pretty faces if you want to just, you know, look at us as we talk instead of just listening to us. Uh, you can find he, he's us luckily on, though. He's luckily though. <laughs> you can find <laughs> you can find us on, on any of your favorite streaming platforms under the destination uh, uh, destination Debbie Radio Network. Uh, we got a lot, a lot of content uh, that you can enjoy. a lot of dope shows. Y'all gotta uh, check out, man. Definitely. Yeah. Man. Wide range of, of, of analysts talking about fantasy football. So you know, hit subscribe, hit the thumbs up. You know, rate us five stars on on Apple or, or Spotify. Um, you know, until then, you know, you can find us next week. We'll be here talking fantasy again. Peace out. <laughs>